You are listening to a five-minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. If you have been to the theater to see a play, or an opera, or a ballet, sometimes in the middle of the program, the curtains close and the lights come on. The entract or intermission has arrived, in which attendees rush to the bathroom or take the opportunity to drink a soda and perhaps eat a snack. This short time between the show's two acts gives the audience a chance to take a breather and emotionally prepare for the story's conclusion, which often ends in tragedy. Initially, directors used this time to show a musical number that had nothing to do with the work itself, or the orchestra played a melody composed precisely for this pause. However, a couple of 18th century French art critics saw the intermission as a period in which the action of the play did not stop, but continued off stage. The interval, they said, is a break for the spectators, not for the action. So when we look closer to the last week of Christ, the events between his triumphal entry and his death on the cross seem like kind of an interlude. If we compare these events to an intermission, we can say that the Church of Christ is also in a kind of interlude between the first coming and the second coming of Jesus. We all Christians are waiting anxiously and sometimes fearfully for his second appearance. How then should we conduct ourselves as we await the conclusion of God's perfect plan? So while we wait, we serve with love. When Jesus finished washing the feet of the disciples, he said to them, If I, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also should watch one another's feet. I have set an example for you so that you do the same as I have done with you. Christians, while we await the return of Christ, we must serve one another. Sometimes, as church members, we forget that this is our supreme duty to serve God and others in love. In his book, The Purpose Driven Life, Pastor Rick Warren writes, The last thing many believers need is to go to another Bible study. They already know far more than they're putting into practice. What they need is serving experiences in which they can exercise their spiritual muscles. I totally agree. Listen to what Jesus said. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. How much more should we, who owe our salvation to his act of humility, serve others? While we wait, we pray without ceasing. In the passage from Matthew, we see how in the middle of a crisis, when Jesus' enemies were on the way, he decided to pray, and he prayed, and he prayed some more. Let's expand on this a bit. At the end of the Passover meal, Jesus left the city with his disciples through the Essene Gate, which in Jesus' time was also called the Eye of the Needle. He crossed the Kidron Valley and arrived at the Garden of Gethsemane, right at the foot of the Mount of Olives. Crossing the valley, we can imagine the scene best described by author William Barclay. He writes, The number of lambs sacrificed for the Passover was immense. From the altar, there was a channel that went down to the Kidron Brook, and through that channel ran the blood of the Passover lambs. 
By the time Jesus crossed the brook, it would still be red with the blood of the lambs that had been sacrificed. And as he did so, the thought of his own sacrifice would surely would have been vivid in his mind. Let us imagine Jesus then, his mind and heart filled with the anguish of the events that were to take place, knowing of his suffering, culminating in death, and the burden of all our sins upon him. And during all that stress and agony, he decides to pray. What tremendous examples Jesus always gives us of how to behave as children of God. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.